Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to go straight to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you as a body of believers, Father. Oh, we're across this nation and even abroad, those who are listening today. We are your children. We thank you, Father, for being such a loving God and the great I am, the creator of all life, for your love, for your grace, and your mercy, and your patience. Your patience with your children, who sometimes just run amok, chasing off to whatever their heart desires, instead of following you. Father, we ask you to forgive us for those times in our lives. And we all have them. And Father, we ask that we will have thankful hearts. Instill in us that love that you have. That we might be thankful and grateful people. That we might be loving and caring to others. And that we might be your witnesses in all things that we say and do. Lord, Abba, Father, our nation is in turmoil. The people are running every which direction. There is just such chaos and confusion and evil. There is death and evil. Father, we just thank you so much for all that you have done for us. We ask for your protection, for your guidance. We ask that you... Lift us up, Father. Equip us for the jobs you have us to do. And I know you have something for each of us to do. May we be willing workers and help bring in the harvest. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, I believe you have placed me here. And I ask, Father that you will equip me and bless me along the way. Bless my guest today, Father, as we come on and visit and talk and hope to encourage and instill others to call them to action and and do what we can, Father, to bring America back home to you. For such a time as this, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Daniel is going to be our guest today. And he sent me something yesterday that we're going to talk about because I really thought he did an awesome job. You really should follow him on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you really need to follow him. I need to do a better job. I got so aggravated at Twitter that I kind of turned off my my notifications on my phone because they were just blowing up all the time, and it was kind of a disturbance. But he was talking about, and we're going to get on to that, tolerance and equity. 
So I'm going to give my little two cents, and then we're going to bring him on and have him really tell what's going on. <laughs> patience. While patience is a virtue, tolerance is the left's term for capitulation. Surrendering to their bizarre whims, such as there are more than two genders. And we have to be patient with immorality and crime and sympathetic. Rendering ourselves to a certain language because plain English is hurtful and racist and sexist. Well, let me explain in a simple way. We don't have to tolerate stupid. And that's what we're doing right now. If you're offended by the pronouns he and she and her, my problem, my, my suggestion is get over it and I put it in caps. I'm not going to reprogram my brain for made up words. We're being told that an array of pronouns that rose out of necessity to be more inclusive of a wide spectrum of genders. There are still only two. Making up words doesn't change the facts, people. This is just a few of them. I've got a, I've got a chart here with a bunch of them on there, but Z, Z, E, H, I, R, her, X, E, E, Zim, Z, I, M, C, or Psi, S, I, E. There are bunches of these things. Now envision this. I want you to think about this. Here's this person. I don't know if it's a he or she or an it or what. Sitting at their desk or laying on their sofa, playing on their phone, giggling and making up this stuff and telling us it's a necessity. And then watching the rest of the sane world capitulate to their nonsense. Well, remember what uh, William Pitt, Earl of Chapman, said about necessity? It is the plea of every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. New pronouns are not a necessity in this world. Sanity, however, is. And it seems to be a rare commodity these days. Or else it's sitting out there on the barges. I don't know. Maybe it's out there on the barges. Or people are just hiding it. They're hiding their sanity to keep from being criticized. Do not capitulate. Equity and equality. Now, Daniel, come on. He's going to do a better job of explaining this. But I'm going to just tell you what. In America, we believe that we all have equality. We believe we all have the same, should have the same opportunities to reach for the stars, the American dream, working hard, do whatever it is you love to do within law. (laughs) This is a simple way of explaining the difference between equity and equality. And, And maybe it's a good way and maybe it's not. My husband is about a foot taller than me. Now, if I stand on a step ladder, I can match his height. That doesn't make me equally tall. It's just equity. I think that's a good way to explain it. I'm not sure. But the left speak of raising the minimum wage. They truly want, eventually, but they can't say it out loud, equity wage. All Americans will eventually be on that stepladder or down that stepladder to the same wage, the same salary. Your talents, your work, your ethics, your higher education, nothing, none of that will matter. The American dream and opportunity is murdered on this path. 
Just because the left says something repeatedly and loudly over and over and over again doesn't make it so. The things that they are leading us to are dangerous. And one person that understands that really well is Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. Daniel, how are you doing today? Oh, Beth Ann, that was such a wonderful opening monologue. I think you, you made some great points to your listeners. I loved listening to it. <laughs> well, you're about probably about a foot taller than me, too, but me standing on a stepladder doesn't make me equally tall, and it doesn't make my arms any longer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Actually, there's a graphic. I'll try to find it at the break and, and send it to you. Maybe you can put it on your Facebook page. But there's a graphic that Kamala Harris uses a lot of exactly of that. It's three people trying to look over a fence, and they're all different heights. And they say equity is uh, e- equality is all of them standing on a on a bench or on a box. But equity is when one person gets two boxes, and now they can look <laughs> over equally. And it, it, the, the problem with equity is that it sounds like a good Western Christian virtue. But ultimately, it's a truly Marxist principle because the foundation for even that graphic is that government somehow owns boxes and government distributes the boxes and government determines who gets what and who needs two, who needs one box. And that's where equity is not a principle of the West, not a principle of our Judeo-Christian culture or even our Anglo-Saxon uh, 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 heritage. It's a truly Marxist principle. They want to mix it up with equality, and it and it does not. It doesn't mix. No. And uh, neither does their tolerance mix with uh, with patience. Patience is a virtue. Tolerance is capitulation. <laughs> I hear the music, exactly. Daniel. We're headed into a break. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. Daniel Turner of Power of the Future is my guest today, and he is a sponsor of the show. Without him, we wouldn't be here. And we'll be right back. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. 
Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, Rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Subpar immune system throughout the world is probably the reason COVID-19 secured such a foothold on the population. Strong immune systems help prevent sickness. If you have a weak immune system, you might consider using Immuno 150. It was formulated to strengthen immune system. Immuno 150 contains 70 plant-derived minerals and 80 other nutrients. Go to your computer and visit Immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. If you don't have a computer, call 888-316-2224 for mailed information. Prepare to be surprised because Immuno 150 is effective and produces results. I urge you to try Immuno 150 if you want to improve your immune system. For more information, visit the website Immuno150.com or call 888 And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. I want to add one more thing before we go back to the tolerance and the equity. There's something the left and the liberals and the communists, they completely don't understand. They miss it altogether, and that's the independent spirit of the American people. But that spirit that's within the majority of Americans, that spirit of independence is beyond their comprehension. They do not possess it. But you see what they do have is they are truly dependent on us. We need to open our eyes and realize that that's the way it is. Daniel, are you still with us? Because we thought we'd lost you on the phone there for a second. I think we did lose him. So We'll work on it. We'll work on it. We're going to get him back. So this is what he was tweeting. And when he comes back, we're also going to talk about a, a serious issue that's going on with our, our reserves, our gasoline reserves, our oil reserves. But he was text, not texting, he was tweeting this yesterday. Tolerance and equity are not virtues. They are the, he says, bastard children of the Marxist philosophy. They have no root in our Judeo-Christian society or Western values from Aristotle. They are post-modern, post-Christian, and their intent is to corrupt and destroy. Tolerance and equity have corrupted our schools, our churches, our institutions, and government. They masquerade as 
recognizable values and are easily embraced out of fear and misunderstanding. This is their nature and methodology. Tolerance and equity are given us, have given us the deeply flawed, flawed criminal justice reform. The movement which puts the right in bed with George Soros. They inspire the push to revisit that work, what works like the family and the police, replacing them with systems at odds with our culture. I think we have Daniel back. We have a little phone problem. Daniel, are you back with us? I am. Yes, ma'am. Thank I you. I was just reading your tweets, and you know, when you mentioned George Soros in there, and I, I'm not sure at that time when you wrote that or not, but you know, he's installed, <laughs> made big contributions to make sure left attorney generals are in place across many, many states in this nation. Yes. And then we see something like we saw Sunday afternoon in Wisconsin. And that particular attorney general there, I believe, and the prosecutor are put in place by George Soros. Am I correct on that? I may have one wrong. I'm not sure. You you are, and, and I'm actually in, in – uh, it's funny that you mentioned it because – uh, and at the same time, on a group thread with all of my friends, and most of my friends do Republican politics, we're actually in a bit of an argument over this because I, I have, you could say I've evolved, I've changed positions, but I struggle with the belief that you can fund the election of someone where you do not feel the consequence of their being in power. It's very similar to the Gavin Newsom recall, and I mentioned this in the group thread. I don't like Gavin Newsom. I don't think he's probably a terrible governor, but I also don't live in California. And it's kind of strange for me to say, uh, as, as a Virginian, I have to, I'm going to play a role in who the governor of California is. Now, it's a little different in the Senate because they do vote on national policy, and that does affect me. But the district attorney of Kenosha, Wisconsin, has nothing to do with me. So why would I get to decide who their DA is? And in the case of George Soros, or even someone who we theoretically like on the right, why does someone who just because they happen to have billions of dollars get to decide who your DA is to enact criminal justice policies that you will feel the consequence of if they don't live in the district? I have a philosophical problem with that. And my friends are saying, but that's the way the system works. And we have to we have to put our people in place. And I, I agree with that. But but if you don't feel the consequence, then then butt out. Well, George Soros shouldn't put the people in place if he's not in that state or, or whoever else is the wealthy individual. I mean, we saw that in Missouri. You know, all kinds of money from out of state was coming in to support a certain candidate that they wanted in place. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I think the money thing has got to stop. Um and, You know, why does it... At the state it, level especially, yes, at the state level. Again, I, I, I can... What I can the, argue on the, the federal level. What but. is the gentleman's name that that spent next to nothing and won the election? And that was yes, in the, the truck driver in Jersey. Yes, the truck driver. I've already lost. Is that New Jersey or New Hampshire? It yes, was New, yes, ma'am, in New Jersey. He spent hardly anything. I think that's the way it should be. It shouldn't. And you know, when Donald Trump ran for president the first time, he didn't spend near the money Hillary Clinton spent. 
exactly. And and what do I benefit from voting for a state senator in New Jersey? Because I don't live in New Jersey, and that state senator can only make policy that affects the state of New Jersey. Now, if it's my cousin, of course I'm going to say, hey, congrats. But, but even then, I don't live with the consequence of what that person is voting on. And, and we are a republic. The states is where the power should lie. Mm. The people of Kenosha deserve to determine who their district attorney is and not some foundation far away that has, regardless of their beliefs, that does not feel the impact of it. So George Soros funded X number of the, and he's done this in the county where I live in Virginia. Yeah. Our district attorney is a Soros funded. As far as I know, George Soros doesn't have a farm near me, but our district attorney was, was one who was funded by this guy whose beliefs I disagree with, but he also doesn't live with the consequence of having this guy as our district attorney. And that's not the way our system should work. You know, I was at, and I don't do this very often. I was at a political fundraiser last night and I helped with a little bit. Uh, Sarah Walsh is going to be running for the position that Vicki Hartzler is getting out of because she's running for Senate. I really love Sarah Walsh. And, uh, you know, I was talking to some of them there. Now this is, you know, I'm in a hometown here and we have a small little radio station and I have to be embarrassed because they don't carry my show. <laughs> but others do. And, you know, they know that I'm on the air. I'm their Rush Limbaugh. They just don't know it. But I'm explaining to these folks about the property rights issues that we have going on. And they're looking at me. And I said, do you you understand the executive order, 14008? And they look, when did that happen? And my husband peeks up and he goes, right after he took elect, right after he got yeah. in the White House. <laughs> Within the first month. And uh, so people aren't aware of these things. But somebody, isn't it interesting, Daniel, somebody as wealthy as George Soros, these wealthy politicians like AOC, I know she's not as wealthy as Soros yet, but she's working on it. And mm-hmm. all of these, Barney Sanders and and all of these, they have millions of dollars of net worth. They don't think you should own land. No. They don't think you should have property. Property is, property rights, private property is a dirty word to them. Yeah. With somebody where you live and where I live out here in rural America, we ain't buying that. No. No, and that is the ethos of of my organization, Power the Future, and that was one of the founding uh, 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 realities that made me start it. Something that really bothered me was the fact that people who knew nothing about energy policy were making it, and the consequences were that they were destroying these small towns all across America. And you could get rid of the word energy and put in manufacturing, and it would be the same thing. People voted on manufacturing policy that sent this factory off to, to, to China, and the thousands of people in that little small town who lived there and depended on it for their entire source of revenue, for their jobs, for their philanthropy, for everything – they now live in poverty, uh, uh, depression, opioids. We had 100,000 opioid deaths this year in America, and the vast, vast majority of them mm. are in small rural communities that are depressed. And the reason why they're depressed is because people made policy decisions that turned them that way. They shut down coal mines. They shut down manufacturing. They shut, shut down all sorts of industry 
for political purposes, but they don't live in that town. And if AOC lived in a town where people were dying of opioid overdoses, she would feel differently, but she doesn't. She lives in obnoxious New York City where I was born and raised, and she doesn't have to deal with the poverty of rural America. And she arrogantly drove through rural America with her phone and her... SUV and her bodyguards, I'm sure, and was taking pictures of an empty field and making fun of, you know, because she doesn't think they deserve any electoral college. And, uh, but you know, they don't talk, something that rubs me the wrong way, and it has for years. The last time Vilsack was in the position he's in today, when he was in Obama time, they had a big meeting of property rights and, 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 uh, markets they wanted fair and equal you know fair markets for the farmers and ranchers here they don't mention private property but they're always going to talk about we think you need broadband yeah you know it just insults me yeah broadband is something but we need property rights and we need fair and competitive markets I hear the music. We're headed into a break. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I want to come back and talk about what Biden's about to do, and I want you to chime in on that, Daniel. We'll be right back. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. You know, Daniel, they're just, just one absurd thing after another coming out of the left and i don't know why we're putting up with it look i looked across the room here and i've got a quote from james madison the people are the only legitimate fountain of power and we've forgotten that we have forgotten that and we are in a mess uh there's a as archie bunker used to say a mel of a hess we're in a mel of a hess (laughs) but here we've got the democrat party now begging Joe Biden to release our emergency reserves of oil. And uh, Donald Trump made it put a statement out about that today, about how stupid that was, <laughs> how irresponsible that's going to be, and how that's going to really hurt the country, that that's there for a purpose. It's there for a reason, for emergency, say war or something else. But here he's going to do it just because he shut the other down. Um, and it's looking bad because California's got $7 now gasoline. And, and, uh, so I'm, I'm going to, this is kind of your expertise. So I'm going to let you kind of go, go from here on that topic. Yeah. Well, I, I found it amazing that you quoted James Madison because <laughs> I didn't think we were allowed to talk about the founding fathers anymore. In fact, New York <laughs> City rebel. Council just removed the, the Jefferson statue from, from their city hall. It's, it's been there for 180 years, um, but New York City removed it because Jefferson uh, used to own slaves. Um, and so it's amazing. If we don't know our founding fathers, we don't know our history. And if we don't know our history, we don't know uh, uh, how to move forward as as one United States. Um, the, the strategic reserves, you're absolutely right. It was put in place because we realized how important oil is for the functioning of our economy. And God forbid something genuinely tragic happened, at least there are these reserves to get our army to the other side of the country if we're being invaded or to get, you know, emergency food supplies and rations to another location. Um, It is a strategic and, and, and we're using it 
like like someone who has spent all their money at the casino and then said, oh, well, at least I got my 401k and, yeah. and said, well, you know, hey, isn't this good? I didn't really go into debt. Uh, I didn't ask for any help. Right. I, I But you say, but this is fiscal stupidity. And that's exactly what we're doing. We are not in an emergency situation and we're not in a crisis as bad as it is. We are in a self-inflicted Biden created uh, uh, moment. Everything that has happened, he has deigned to happen. And now he's trying to say, well, let me make some strategic decision to try to ease your pain. Um, I, I also likened it to uh, opening up a, a, a martial arts studio in town. Your little great little town there in Missouri, Beth Ann, someone opens up a karate studio and then they hire someone to go beat up all the kids. And then they say, well, it's a good thing there's a karate studio to teach these kids how to defend themselves. And you say, well, wait a second. That, that doesn't seem like it's exactly I think that was a movie once, wasn't it? <laughs> That's what's happening. Biden has caused this. He, and I've said this many times on your show, he deliberately caused this. He yes. needs this to happen because when fossil fuels are, are the bad guy, you will turn to government for a solution and their solution is this central Marxist green philosophy that is controlled by Washington, D.C. and China and Hunter Biden, but it is controlled by Washington, D.C. And the only reason why you would choose it is because life has been made so difficult in the process. It's the same reason why they release criminals into our streets, because they make it so violent you turn to government to save you from the violence. It's the same reason why they allow illegals into our country, because they make the solution, the, the problem so difficult that you turn to government and say, help us with this situation. Government causes the problem, and then they want more government to be the solution. That's what I said. They understand the word dependence because they want you to be dependent on them. But they do not understand the spirit of independence that lies within the American people. And no. and we've forgotten the philosophy. Of course, I'm a rebel, so I'm going to quote the family fathers. We've forgot the philosophy. <laughs> we've forgotten the warnings, you know. The reason they want to remove God and they want to throw in all this immorality into our our midst in this uh, in this chaos well, Thomas Jefferson, the one they hate, he said that our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people. We are being run by immoral, ungodly people. And that's why we are seeing chaos. That's why they hate the Constitution. That's why they hate the Bill of Rights. Yeah. Why they love criminals rather than good, upstanding citizens. They want to take the children. They want to do whatever they want with the children as well as brainwash them. And it's, you know, it's just exactly what your, your Twitter line, what you were saying yesterday. You know, this guy that, that, um, killed so many and maimed the rest of them, their, their lives are changed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I said, Wisconsin doesn't have death penalty. Now I don't know how you believe in that, uh, what you believe. I, I have no idea. I believe in the death penalty. I know people say, yeah, but our, our system is not perfect. Therefore we don't always know, but we know, we know what this guy did. They know what this guy did. And so here he condemned others to death. And he'll probably get life, maybe, if we're lucky, in prison mm-hmm. with a cushy life, really, because mm-hmm. it's, it's not 
not what it used to be, and I don't think it should be. I don't think it should be torture, but no. I don't think it should be a picnic either. And, no. um, and, and we talk about the, all the heroes of criminal justice reform from the radical left right. to the, the squishy people on the right who, who, from, from the Koch brothers to, to many Republican senators who have jumped down the criminal justice reform because they think it softens their image. Their political consultants told them that gives them broader appeal. All the people who jumped in on this, they all talk about equity. And none of them have said, well, wait a second, there are still people who literally just walked around the Capitol on January 6th who are still being held in solitary confinement 10 months later. This guy ran over his girlfriend with the same vehicle a week ago, and he was released the same day on $1,000. Where is the equity? Where is? And I like Tim Scott, and I apologize to any Tim Scott listeners from South Carolina. I'm not knocking him, but Tim Scott has jumped on the criminal justice bandwagon. I'm going to work with my friend Cory Booker, who's a Marxist. I'm going to work with my friend Cory Booker, and we're going to reform criminal justice system. Where's Tim Scott right now talking about equity? How is it that this person was released on a violent crime after a a few hours? And there are people who are being charged with, quote-unquote, insurrection, and and they've been held for for 10 months in solitary confinement. all, All the lawyers we have in this country, in D.C., and we have people sitting in that jail in D.C. that are not guilty of any hard crime. Any, yep, know, any and they're crime. there being punished. This guy, he's a child, I mean, he's a child rapist. He's, a, he's, yep. he's an abuser. He's a sex offender. I don't know about child rapists. I was thinking of the guy in Kenosha. <laughs> you know, the crimes that they've done and the and the drug crimes and I'm not saying drug crimes aren't serious, but they don't compare. No, and and that's why when when we talked about uh, today and I asked if I could bring up this this topic of why equity is a dangerous principle. This is exactly why Kamala Harris has said that she is after the Kenosha decision, the, the, the Rittenhouse trial. She said that she was extremely disappointed because she has worked her entire career to make a more equitable criminal justice system. This is what an equitable criminal justice system looks like. It means like this man in Kenosha was released after a few hours on a violent crime, beating his girlfriend, hitting her with a car, abusing children. Dozens of times he's been released because of equity, but other people are held indefinitely because of equity. I don't want equity. Equity is a Marxist phrase, and we have to rip it from our vernacular. Well, my understanding was Kamala was the opposite when she was in California, the state, that she kind of liked to put people behind bars. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's just speaking with fork and tongue. <laughs> she's Anyway, I hear the music. We're headed into another break. Oh, my gosh, it's we're going to be in the final segment when we come back, Daniel. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. We're visiting with Daniel Turner, a good friend, a sponsor of the show. Without him, we wouldn't be here. Power of the future. He's out there advocating for you, boots on the ground, trying to bring America home. And we'll be right back.
Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's vine-to-bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door. It's vine-to-bar. Vine-to-bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHANN. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code BETHANN, or call 1-800-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann. Hear ye, hear ye. Now is the time for all good Americans to come to the aid of their country. For the past several months, I've been sharing with you a newsletter, Voice of the Patriot. Like Thomas Paine's Common Sense, circulate and share these newsletters with freedom-loving Americans, friends, neighbors, family. Beginning with Voice of the Patriot newsletter number six, start sharing with your elected officials. We must take steps to restore our republic. As nightfall does not come at once, neither does oppression. In both instances, there's a twilight where everything remains seemingly unchanged. And it is in such twilight that we must be aware of change in the air, however slight, lest we become unwitting victims of the darkness, tyranny. We're burning daylight, America. Tomorrow might be too late. Request your copy of Voice of the Patriot today. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope to CSE Talk Radio, Post Office Box 73, California, Missouri 65018. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing. The only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America, Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. 
Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, CSETalkRadio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. We have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner. You know, Daniel, I don't think people, sometimes I don't think they truly understand how important our language is and what the left is doing to the language, whether it's a he, she, it, whatever. They, <laughs> the chart is just unreal. And I have, I'm thinking about some kids sitting there making up all this stuff and they're just hitting, hitting letters and making them up on the, on the computer or their phones and then just giggling because people are going to buy this stuff. But the yeah. tolerance and the equity, these words that they have, they've been throwing tolerance around for a long time. Tolerance is acceptance and then acceptance is, you know, we have to capitulate. We have to surrender whatever we think. We have to surrender to them. Yeah. And it's so vital. And so I do appreciate, and I really got a big kick out of your tweets, but they were so true. And I read a couple of them when we got disconnected on the phone. <laughs> well, but, thank you. But um, I read them out loud. I mean, I read them yesterday <laughs> myself. But I think people need to understand how important it is. And the left doesn't care about our safety now. We were reminded, I've got a big following over here on Facebook, that Obama did the same thing to our reserves. And Trump said that they were pretty scant when he got in office, and he made sure that they got filled back up. And now they're yeah. going to do the same thing again. Yeah, and, and it, it, what bothers me also, this is not leadership. This is not, um, this is just pure cowardice. I'm sure his advisors said, we have to look like we are doing something. So oh, let's yeah. do this. But the government that has all of this, these, these 50 million barrels of, uh, of, of, of petroleum they're going to release, our government doesn't just take them. They had to buy them, um, because it is a, it is a global commodity. So they use our tax dollars to buy these reserves. They put them on and they put them in reserve. Now they're going to sell them back to the international markets to hopefully increase supply and lower demand. A, what are they going to do with the money that they made in profit? Because they bought them when oil was at historic lows during the pandemic. So, so what are they going to do with the quote unquote profit? We know government doesn't have any profit, um, but <laughs> they somehow they're going to make money off of it. So where does that? Where does that money go? And secondly, so we they use our tax dollars to buy oil, and now they're selling the oil to encourage us to buy it at a very high point. How this isn't economics? I mean, this is this is kind of like a racket if you think about it. It and is again, a racket, not, and it's a racket because this is not what the strategic petroleum reserves are for. They are for crisis. They are for emergencies because we are a fossil fuel driven economy. And furthermore, Jennifer Granholm, the Secretary of Energy, the Biden administration, they will say this is further evidence of why we need to move away from fossil fuels. All of these things they created, all of the problems are their doing, but they want to be the solution at the same time. And that's a very uh, uh, nefarious game to play. Well, if, if that even brings, if he does this and if it even brings the, the, the dollar amount down at the pump, it's going to be 
temporary. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Dems are the ones really asking him, or is OPEC telling them, get you to reserves? No, I'm sure they, they have no desire to increase production because they like the price point. I okay, before, okay. If, you, if you're looking at the news, I just thought the they wanted game. to render us a little more helpless. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're getting a good chuckle out of it. Um, okay. Right, I'm sure they're laughing a little bit, thinking that this is how the Biden administration is responding. But at the same time, there are news stories of Vladimir Putin increasing his army in the Crimean Peninsula because he does want the uh, um, war with the Ukraine. Um, he does want, he, well, he ultimately wants to reunite the Soviet bloc, and, and the Ukraine is a, is a great first place because of their oil and gas reserves. Um, why is suddenly Putin doing this? Is it because he sees Biden as weak? In part, is it because he sees NATO as depleting? Uh, in part, he's also doing this because he's got a lot of money. Yeah. And, and, and this is what dictators do. Sadly, and I, I wish it were not the case, but sadly, the vast majority of the countries that have oil reserves are bad countries. That's just that's geography. I mean, America's great. Love America. Canada's great. Love Canada. Um, Mexico. Eh, the people are lovely. <laughs> the government's corrupt. Um, yeah. But 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 otherwise, it's the Saudis. It's Yemen. It's Iran. It's Iraq. Uh, uh, it's Russia. It's Venezuela. So when these countries, when the price goes through the roof, what do they do with their money? They're not building tolerance and equity in their society, (laughs) to use the word. They're not trying to find, they're not expanding voting rights for women in Saudi Arabia. Or education. No. They stopped the education. Um, They are funding terrorism around the world. That's what Iran is certainly doing. I, I mean, they're not... They're not opening up their society to allow different faiths and, and no, but they are bombing, uh, Israel via Syria because that's what they do when they have excess funding. So energy independence isn't just about not having to worry about getting oil from, from bad actors. It's also about bankrupting those bad actors. Russia was quiet for the last four years because oil averaged around $42 a barrel. And that was good for the world. It was good for the American consumers. It was good for our economy. And it was really good for international relations. Oil is doubled. And with that profit, Putin is not building roads and bridges. He's not expanding broadband. Everybody needs broadband. He's building. He's starving, but we need broadband. Exactly. He's building his army because that's what bad actors do when they are given money. And, and and to think otherwise is just naive. naive. We Very live naive. in the real world, and we have to call these people out for who they are. And Biden thinks that somehow we're all sitting on this stage holding hands about climate change when really they're just laughing at him and, and amassing armies. Building oh, and, armies. you know, he's going after the Federal uh, Reserve now. You know, they need to – they need to uh, – they need to, uh Make their decisions according to climate change. That mm-hmm. they're on a climate change thing. Climate change is such a hoax, and if people can't see it, I don't get that. It, it's mm-hmm. a lie. There's no truth in it. There's never been any truth in it. We're having climate change here, and I don't like it because it got cold. <laughs> and we call them seasons in Missouri. It's it's not 
the existential threat that they're trying to make it out to be. It never has been. That's why every prediction they've made has been false. And, um, you know, it's, it's just a mess. And, um, we need to get back. I mean, I'm, I'm okay and I know you are too. I'm okay with us looking at other, other things and trying them out, but we can't give up our fossil fuel and say, Oh, we're going to go all electric. We're going to go mm-hmm. all wind. We're going to go all, this. Oh, we're going to freeze. And Beth don't like to freeze. No, ma'am. No, so Monday, uh, yeah, absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. And and again, and this is just being uh, adults and having these conversations. And I wish we could have these conversations. And I've said this before, and I mean it honestly. I'd love to talk to Bernie Sanders and and AOC and Jennifer Granholm. I'd love to have these, but but our senators don't do it. Our elected officials don't do it. We they they are making they're making sound bites for their reelection campaign. But, but we have to live in the adult, big boy and girl world. And, and the trade-offs that they are asking the American people to make, they're not informed to make the right decisions, and people are suffering as a result. Yeah. The big boy and girl, the he and she world. <laughs> exactly. I hear the music. We're out of time. Daniel, this time Thank it you, is man. true. We won't see you until after Thanksgiving. So you have a blessed Thanksgiving. Thank you, you too, so man. much for all you do. America, it's time we stood up, realized we're the ones with the fountain of power, and bring America home. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt. And there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency.